A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. You guys know the deal already. Like, subscribe, share it with your friends, leave positive comments. Uh, today, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the all-time leaderboard assists, not assists, but points, leaderboard, words. What are they? I don't know them, but Chris Walder certainly does. Chris, how are you? Assist, you can throw assist in there. I feel like I'm kind of covering the, the spectrum of statistics for Scotty Barnes. Maybe some guy on Twitter actually said today, you should do Scotty Barnes assist. So maybe that's next up. But Amon, always a pleasure. Raptors, Twitter, royalty in front of me right here. And I'm excited to talk some hoops. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's always fun to talk basketball after a win. And it's always more fun to talk basketball over a dominant win over this team that I'm sorry, guys, not better than the Raptors. We've seen it time and time again. The Toronto Raptors just defeated the Atlanta Hawks in um, what was less of a, you know, game and more of a blowout, a complete domination, if you will. <laughs> what were your thoughts of that 139-109 win against the Oklahoma uh, Atlanta Hawks? What are words today? <laughs> Sorry, I won't hold it against you, Oman. But you know what? I got a lot of slack on Twitter because I was talking about like this initial stretch for the season for the Toronto Raptors, about this stretch of death. And I kind of culminated that with the Atlanta Hawks, who are a good team. I mean, they may be a play-in team when it's all said and done, but they're going to be right there in the thick of it in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. So going up against them last night, you're not going in there with Fred Van Vliet, your starting point guard. You're throwing Scotty Barnes out there, bringing the ball up the court. But honestly, yeah, like you said, a blowout victory, especially in the second half, the Raptors kind of ran away with it. A lot of nice takeaways following what was pretty much their worst performance of the season coming off that loss to Philadelphia, where Joel Embiid wasn't even out there and the Raptors were just lackluster energy, lackluster effort across the board. But I liked a lot what I saw from them. It was like, you know, the the, the peak of like Toronto Raptors basketball, both on offense and defense. A lot of guys stepped up with Van Vliet out. And it was a feel-good victory to kind of end this really difficult stretch where you were facing a lot of teams that you're going to be seeing in that Eastern Conference playoff race. Yeah, no, and I came in, you know, poking a little bit of fun at the Atlanta Hawks. They are a good team. And I talked about them. I have a video essay out really talking about how the Raptors stack up against teams like the Cavs and like the Hawks, where I think the Hawks made a move this offseason thinking we're no longer a playing team like we were last year. We're trying to cement ourselves in the top six of the Eastern Conference. We want to be playoff contenders. And quite frankly, I have a lot of questions about their roster construction and how they're going about doing that. But they're still a good team. And what we saw from the Raptors without Brand Beverly, to your point, is why I still think that they're a step ahead. And a little bit of that is just the modern roster construction. The Raptors don't start two undersized guards. They don't start two guys who are small in the backcourt. Instead, they went out there. Last night, with all bigs, starting Christian Coloco at the five, and it was a complete um, 
how do I explain this? So, so it was a, it was a domination in the second half. In the first half, in my opinion, the Raptors are playing pretty sloppy. They weren't really, um, especially defensively, like, yes, they were forcing a lot of turnovers. And let me tell you, OG Ananobi deserves an award already. Just put him on your first team, all NBA, all defensive team, first team today. We don't even need the rest of the season, but, um, OG was absolutely superb, but I thought the Raptors were playing pretty sloppily. And then the final few minutes of the second quarter, right leading into halftime, you saw the Raptors begin just for a split little second, and we saw how good they can be, and that kind of carried over into parts of the third quarter where it became an utter blowout uh, towards the end of the game. And so my question to you is, because I'm seeing a lot of people talking about this, what were your thoughts about the all-big lineup that the Raptors were able to throw out, which gave the Hawks a lot of fits? Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. I, I didn't know if it was going to work, especially when you're going up against a team like Atlanta. Uh, Trey Young, this offensive wizard, this offensive mastermind who's been kind of scorching the league to, to start the season. But he was rendered pretty much ineffective, and, and he didn't really have much of an answer for the Raptors' size. He had to deal a lot with Scotty Barnes, who was like pressing him up the court right in his grill. We, we were joking about the fact that Trey had a, a triple-double, uh, you know, 14 points and 10 assists. If you don't even take into account the turnovers, those are kind of pedestrian numbers for someone who's really set the bar high for himself but the 10 turnovers he was a minus 30 in the plus minus and for Atlanta's like number one primary option to be kind of obsolete like that was just a testament to Toronto's defense the pressure they bestowed upon him I like this giant lineup I mean we always say on Twitter like the six eight six nine group guys who could play multiple positions for the most part when you're excluding Christian Coloco of course who's like the tallest guy on the team but you can go fully you know five guys out there who can defend the perimeter defend the rim to an extent and it's kind of like you know this Dr. Frankenstein, mastermind, mad mind of, of Nick Nurse, where having five guys out there that big and that versatile, it, it's actually paid off. And last night's victory over Atlanta was a prime example of how great it can be. Yeah. And, and why it works is because of the playmaking. We talked about at the top, talking about Scotty Barnes and maybe you counting assists moving forward. It's, it's the point <laughs> Pascal and the point Scotty. Now, what were your thoughts on watching them kind of run the offense uh, yesterday for the Raptors. Yeah, I was very impressed with Scotty Barnes. I mean, I wasn't really surprised that he got the point guard duties. Um, you know, obviously your mind goes to Malachi Flynn, but, you know, he he's in and out of the rotation a lot. Scotty Barnes, you trust him to bring up the ball up the floor and, and be that facilitator, be that playmaker. You know, and, and he started off strong. His three-point shooting was on display there in the first quarter. He had this nice uh, behind-the-back dribble, step-back three-pointer, and I was like, man, this is probably going to be Scotty Barnes's night. I mean, it wasn't without hiccups. There was a couple of careless turns turnovers early uh, where he was running baseline and he was throwing it into traffic. And, and that will come with time, you know, kind of ditching those bad habits and, and throwing it into traffic. But for the most part, I mean, Scotty Barnes, he was kind of like a, a, on the verge of like triple double numbers. He, he was, he was hitting the glass. He was facilitating. He always has his customary no look pass uh, in transition, you know, take a shot every time Scotty Barnes does that during a basketball game. Don't do game. that. Don't do that. If you care, <laughs> if you if you care, care for your liver, your exactly. Liver yeah. We don't want to be calling do uh, the, the cops on you to pick you up uh but no it, every time he's out there and he's leading the team it, it's just a lot of fun and, and i've made comments about this in the past with scotty it, he plays with so much joy and it's kind of contagious it carries over to the rest of the team you mentioned pascal siakam i think with siakam at this point this this start that he's had to the season the numbers that he's pulling up he's been so consistently great and i feel like now it, it's almost kind of easy 
to take what he's doing for granted. He's not only is he putting up fantastic numbers across the board, you know, leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists, but he's taking smart shots. He's picking his spots effectively. He's not forcing the issue on offense. He's getting to the charity stripe. You know, his free throw shooting has been hit or miss, but honestly, yeah. you couldn't ask for anything more from your star player. And the fact that he's leading the team in this regard, he made those comments, of course, earlier in the season that he wanted to be a top five player. I think it's hard to dispute that. And this Atlanta performance was just another example of Pascal Siakam taking the bull by the horns and putting himself right up there in the upper echelon of talent in the NBA at this very moment. I, I completely agree with all of that. I, I think just to the point about the joy with which Scotty Barnes plays, he has a turnover in transition where, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was running along. There's no need to make that extra pass. He does love making an extra pass, but he was bringing the ball up in transition, throws it out of bounds, careless turnover, unforced turnover, didn't need to happen. On the next play, he throws a no-look pass in traffic. <laughs> and it's like, that is someone who does not hold the weight of his last play. He just continues to play with this joy. He's like, I know I can do this. I know that, like, I'm just having fun out here, and I'm affected about it. I'm great. And it was fun to watch because it's like, yep, this is someone who, who believes in himself, and I appreciate that because, you know, I think there's some other guys that might be down on themselves after a turnover, want to play a little bit more conservative on the next possession. My heart would appreciate that. But just for the sheer joy of this game, watching Scotty Barnes do that, I was like, yep, <laughs> Scotty's great. No Shout good. out to Mr. Sticks, Jordan Hales, dropping the Magic Johnson uh, comparison Ooh. out there on Twitter. Big shoes to fill, you know, Magic Johnson. But Scotty Barnes, honestly, you know, you close your eyes, you, you kind of get these visions of like, you know, the old school vintage Magic Johnson. He, he does show glimpses of that. So it's not that asinine of a comparison but yeah like you said i mean, I mean scotty barnes never gets too down on himself he's always willing to kind of make the flashy pass and we love him for it we, we absolutely do and uh to, to just expand a little bit more on on pascal siakam and the game that he's having or the start that he's having i think has just been ridiculously impressive a 37 point triple double against the brooklyn nets and ended up being a loss um but showing that he can do it you know that 20 points 13 assists uh game against the philadelphia 76 or showing that he can do it by passing the ball he's just shown that he can not just we, we talked to you mentioned it getting to his spots on the court but not just that but getting to the numbers getting what because it, it matters when you are the leader of a team. It matters to push your team forward. And last night, he didn't have his best shooting game of the night of the season. He was struggling a little bit. The ball, it felt like there was a bit of a rim on the net for Pascal Siakam. But what did he do when you mentioned it? He got to the line like 16 times. Um, not the greatest free throw shooter, but that's another step. But just being able to get there and being able to get to his spot. When the ball is in Pascal's hands, I trust that that ball is going into the paint. I trust that the Raptors are going to get in there whether they kick it out to an open shooter or he finishes in through traffic and maybe gets bumped you know that something good is going to happen because Pascal is relentless at pushing the ball in getting to his spot and making a play and I think that that's been to me the confidence that he's played with but just the size and the tenacity like he is not going to back down and you're either going to put him on the free throw line or you're going to give up a shot to him and I just think that's been a ton of fun to watch what has been your favorite sort of maybe growth from Pascal Siakam that you got to see this year 
I think it's something that he's got a lot of flack of in the past, and, and we're kind of dating ourselves back to the bubble here, was his confidence. Because when he was low on himself, and he's even admittedly said this, that, that there are stretches where he's not, you know, where he goes through these cold spurts or, you know, he's turning the ball over, he's not playing to the best of his ability, it kind of shows in his demeanor. But now that he's setting these expectations for himself and these goals, and something that I've kind of always liked about the makeup of this Toronto Raptors roster is that it's a sum of the parts and it's not just one guy and everyone else rallying around him. In some instances, sure, you could say that about Pascal Siakam because he kind of is putting himself on another level right now. But one game you can have Scotty Barnes stepping up and, and dropping 20 to 25. Gary Trent Jr. had a game earlier in the season where he was lighting up a team, no rebounds and assists, the J.R. Smith special, uh, if you will. And, and Van Vliet, you know, obviously he had that horrid game against Philadelphia, but he's also capable of kind of stepping up and, and, and leading the team in that regard. With Pascal, I think, you know, when he's playing to this degree, I think he, like I mentioned earlier, he knows where to pick his spots. Like he said, when it, when his shot isn't falling, he knows that he can do other things to kind of help this basketball team win. And that's why you're seeing his rebound numbers go up and his assist numbers go up. I think his basketball IQ right now is off the charts. And you can see this with other teams where the number one guy, the number one offensive creator feels like they have to do that much more to Trae carry Young? the load. Sorry, is that what Trae you Young, said? for example. I yeah, I exactly. <laughs> I, well, I didn't say it, but you know, you did, but it, it is what it is, but I don't think Pascal Siakam views himself in that light. I think he knows he's playing as well as he is, but I think he also knows that he doesn't kind of have to overexert himself yeah. and kind of force the issue with his style of play. He knows that his, he's surrounded by playmakers. He's surrounded by guys who could really make that number one spot and, and lead the team on any given night. That's kind of what I appreciate more about his game right now, because I don't think in the past he kind of realized that. Now he's putting up those all NBA numbers, but when he didn't have the best shooting performance like he did against Atlanta, he was still doing a lot of other things to help that team win. Yeah, no, certainly. And one of those, um, one of those other guys that can always step up on any given night, but also I think you mentioned it, the Raptors are kind of a team that are better than the sum of their parts, right? They're, 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 uh, and, and that only works when you have, in my opinion, a guy like this. He is the glue guy. To me, he's what makes this all work on the offensive end. And on the defensive end, and that's OG Ananobi, who I thought had a quiet, superb game because, I mean, not quiet when you think about, like, I called him Berglow G, which is not great. Not great. <laughs> I recognize this. But what was great was just how active he was on the defensive end. Uh, you know, he, he had to, his minutes got cut a little bit because he did have those five fouls, but he was just so incredibly aggressive. And I just, to me, what makes this work, and I keep saying it, is OG Ananobi. I just thought he was absolutely fantastic. And I wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out because my goodness, when we talk about, you know, Trey Young's triple-double with turnovers, a large part of that is because he kept running into OG Ananobi who was out there at It's It's wild with OG and Anobi because I always look, again, like at the makeup of this roster. And when we're talking strictly about offense, you can make a case that OG is probably the fifth option when he's out there. You know, is he going to get more looks than a Gary or a Fred or a Scotty or a Pascal? Probably not. But where his bread is buttered is on the defensive end. And this is a guy that is genuinely gunning for that all defensive team. And last night, the way he was picking pockets, the way he was aggressive, again, in the face of the, uh, of the offensive playmakers. And, you know, there was one where he, he picked a pocket, he went down to the other end and, and dunked the basketball. A lot of people on Raptors Twitter and even NBA Twitter last night were promoting OG Ananobi's defense. 
And that is what's so perfect about this team is that OG and Anobi, we always say, you know, is this the season that he's going to take that next step? Is he going to evolve into kind of like this NBA all-star light kind of talent? I know we all see that in him, especially defensively and maybe offensively, there are going to be shortcomings as he's a part of this roster, but he brings so much value defensively. And last night it was just kind of like a a magic show of watching him. The the amount of steals that he had, he was forcing almost got a career high and pushing the Raptors franchise record. It's unbelievable. OG and Anobi defensively. And he was one of the few bright spots in that performance against Philadelphia. And that's carried over to Atlanta. It's one of those things, defense, you know, shots are not going to fall every night, but you can't teach like the intensity and the tenacity on defense. And OG Ananobi has certainly carried that over from game to game. I agree with everything that you said about OG Ananobi. I did want to add something before we move on to the quiz that I have for you. And that's about Fred VanVleet. Because here at Yellow Sports Canada, we're online. I see your tweets. And I'm coming after them because I'm seeing some people say some crazy things, in my opinion, about Fred VanVleet and his role on this team and whether or not he's needed on this Raptors roster. Uh, People are looking at this big, long lineup that did what it did to Trey Young and are thinking, maybe Fred comes off the bench. Maybe you roll with this. I kind of like the rim protection that you get from Christian Coloco. And I'm here to tell you not to live and die by every single game because not every single team in the league, there aren't 28 other Atlanta Hawks. You're not going to be going up against teams that small very regularly. That is a uniquely built team, an oddly built team in my opinion for today's NBA, but they're a rare team. Same thing with Tyrese Maxey. There aren't, there, like there's no Tyrese Maxey on every single team. So I think people are looking at like, you know, Brad kind of struggled against Maxey in his last game. And then look at what the Raptors are able to do without him and are deciding that that means something. And that is not true. Fred Van Vliet, is still your second best player. He is still the all-star on your team. And we saw that. We talked earlier about the Brooklyn Nets game. What did we get from that game? We've got a brilliant performance from Pascal Siakam and a brilliant performance from Fred Van Vliet as well. Also, Fred Van Vliet is such a unique guard in his ability to play with this big and long team because he can play on ball. And when you need a when you need a, a, a point guard to slow things down in the playoffs, when you need to set things up in the half court, because the Raptors are going to need to do that. They're not going to be playing the Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks every single night, who are the two worst transition defenses in the league. They're not going to be going up against those teams routinely. So they're going to need a point guard to set things up in the half court. And Fred Emily can do that for you. But also, he is so great at playing off ball, which is why he matters to this team. He is your best catch and shoot player. He can take 10 threes a game and average over 40%. How do I know that? Because he's done that before. He is so good at what he does. He is a perfect complement to Pascal Siakam. We know that the Pascal Siakam for Vanley pick and roll is an absolute deadly combo. We know that's always good for a bucket. Um, we know that your offense is going to stagnate at times and you need someone who can one you know, do that inverted pick and roll with Pascal Siakam Two, be a ball handler and a playmaker and three catch and shoot at a great rate. Cause yes, we're seeing fantastic three point shooting nights from Pascal Siakam and from Scotty Barnes, but you need someone who's consistently going to be a threat from out there, not just in catch and shoot situations, but pull up situations as well, because you need a pull up three threat in today's NBA. It's just something that every team needs. And Fred can do that for you. He is so important to what this team does. 
And I just mentioned on the offensive end, we're not even talking about defensively, and he is one of your team's best defenders. Please, please, please do not live and die by every game. We did this in years past with Pascal Fiakam. When people discounted him, we did this in years past with OG Ananobi. When people discounted him, and now we're doing it with Fred Van Vliet. It's tired. It's whack. Stop doing it. Fred is important to what this team does. I'm so sorry. I just had a mini rant in me <laughs> that I needed to get out. Hey. Good stuff, Amon. Look, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, essentially, the long story short with Fred Van Vliet is the Toronto Raptors are not a better basketball team without one of their best players. I think last night, obviously, it was fun seeing the big lineup out there, Scotty running the point and the way he just kind of devoured Trey Young defensively. But Fred Van Vliet, and, and again, this is paired with the fact that he had probably one of, if not the worst game of his career against Philadelphia, where I believe he went 0 from 11 from the field and Tyrese Maxey lit him up on offense. But at the same time, you can't expect long term. Like Fred Van Vliet is going to have some duds every now and then. So is Pascal Siakam. So is Scotty Barnes. Is that, are we going to start changing the entire makeshift of the team because of a couple of, of duds, a couple of, you know, sour grapes? It doesn't work like that. The Raptors will be better off when Van Vliet gets over this, this little nagging injury and he gets back into the lineup. The, the, those big lineups will still be there. Nick Nurse is still creative in that regard, but you need Fred Van Vliet to be Fred Van Vliet and you need Fred Van Vliet to be on the basketball court. This team does not work without him. Um, so yes, I completely agree with that. Now let's get into the fun part. Enough ranting, enough being angry <laughs> at, at people disrespecting Fred Van Vliet. Now you, like I mentioned at the top of the show, are the king of Raptors leaderboard stats, specifically for Scotty Barnes. <laughs> Try my best. <laughs> I thought, you know what? Let's move off of Scotty Barnes for a second. Let's, sure. let's, let's shower some love on Pascal Siakam and what he's doing on this Raptors leaderboard and maybe some of the other Raptors as well. So are you ready for your quiz? Of course, I'm not ready. This is going to be, this is going to expose me that like the fraud that I am. If I didn't have <laughs> basketball reference, I'd be, you know, I, I'd be in the, in the basement right now. I wouldn't know exactly what I'm talking about, but you know what? Bring it on. I'm ready for a challenge. All right. All right. So Pascal Siakam scores a lot of points, a lot of points. Mm -hmm. He has cemented himself in the top 10 on the Raptors points leaderboard. I'm going to name the three people behind him because he sits at seven. Right. And I want to know if you can tell me who the six people are ahead of Pascal Siakam Ooh. on the Raptors points total board. All right. So There's coming six, in okay. at number eight is Jonas Valanciunas. Coming in at number nine is Jose Calderon. Coming in at number 10 is the guy that we just talked about, Frederick Van Vliet. Mm -hmm. So who is one through six? Does it have to be? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In order, because I will not nah, get it in nah, order. it's fine. It's fine. All right. I really should know this. I, a lot of people. Okay, so DeMar DeRozan is the number all-time one. leading scorer. Uh, Vince Carter. Is yes. number two, I think. He's um, number four. He's number four. Okay. Number Obviously, four. I need to. I can't. I got to stop uh, nursing the Scotty Barnes tweets here. I got to start looking at Pascal Siakam numbers. Obviously. All right. So we got Demar. We got Vince. Kyle Lowry has to be there. Yes. He's, um, number he's two. obviously a top. He's he's number two. Um, CB four. Chris Bosh. Number he's three. Up there. That's number three. So I got the top four. I'm good. So I'm missing two guys. I can give you some clues. I think I think I know them because okay. I feel like I researched. Maybe uh, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm making this up in my head. Andrea Bargnani has to be up there. He is number five. Oh my god! Because Lord knows he didn't do anything else. Five. Lord you knows he didn't rebound. He didn't five. block. <laughs> he didn't do anything else. Top five. I'm top five. Throw, top five. Top five. I'm gonna throw a shot in the dark. This may be right. This may be wrong. Don't hold it against me. Is it Morris Peterson? It is Mo Pete. There we We're go. Board, Perfect. Six for six. And you might have done it in order. Oh, no, you just said Vince. Outside of the Vince, Vince putting yeah, I got him a one. little higher, you did it in order. That is, wow, that I am even impressive. impressing myself. Morris Peterson, imp- I don't know where I pulled that out of. Impressive <laughs> stuff. Now, you you mentioned that Andrea Bargnani, you know, um, yes. he's only good for, for, for points is what you said. For the most part. I feel like he's probably up there in rebounds just because he was here for a decent stretch. I'm glad you said that. Because he's played 1,088 more minutes than Pascal Siakam. Whew. I tried to but block I'm, that out from my memory. That's the that's the problem. But my and that's for the rounds. And my my question to you is, mm-hmm. knowing that he's played 1,088 more minutes than Pascal Siakam, knowing that he's what like a few inches taller than Pascal Siakam, right? Do you think that he has more total rebounds than Pascal Siakam? Oh man, is that a trick question? Because I feel like you're trying to lean me in one direction. You know, shout out to Harry Styles. I will mention <laughs> that both of them, that both of them are in the top ten, and mm-hmm. they're fairly close together. They're right next to each other. I feel like, oh man, Pascal. Because I think it's like a recency bias. It's like I'm again. I'm trying to block out that Bargnani era from my memory, but again, he was here for a decent amount of years. And, you know, he had rebounds fall into his lap because Lord knows he wasn't gunning for them himself. To be fair, like, he was the number one overall pick. He had minutes right from the jump, whereas Pascal Siakam, you know, was coming off the bench for a bit, was on the Raptors G League team for a bit. He didn't get the minutes. 
cabinets right away. Yeah, he, he had to earn it. that spot. You know, you're not gifted uh, a role because you're the number one pick. Pascal Siakam started from it. the bottom. Now we're here. Shout out Drake. Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'll say that Siakam has more rebounds. Why not? I could be wrong. Does he have more boards? Congratulations. Wow. Pascal Siakam is number seven on the Raptors total rebound list. And Andrea Bargnani is number eight. Pascal has nearly 500 more rebounds total than Andrea Bargnani and over a thousand less. Nice. Man, yeah, bas- all these hours on basketball reference. I feel like it's kind of, <laughs> it's stuck in there. It must be like a, in the corner of my mind. Just pulling it out for quizzes like this, Amon. Now, now some, some, some easy ones that I'm going to throw at you, although you've been killing it. You've been killing it. So what is difficult at this point? I don't know. <laughs> um, can you tell me, does Pascal, yes or no, lead the Raptors in all NBA selections and to lead you can be tied or you can have the number one spot but does he lead the Raptors does he have a number one spot for all NBA selections that's a great question because I feel like Vince had a few and Chris maybe had like some third teams in there he so Pascal has two unless I'm unless I'm not reading his Wikipedia page properly at some point in my life. He has to. Um, <laughs> I will say he's probably, because uh, Kawhi, Kawhi had one, so Pascal has more than Kawhi. I'll yeah. say Vince has the most. No, Vince, no, because at Vince's peak, he wasn't that great. Uh, I'll say, oh, I, I feel terrible. I'm, I'm such a Vince Carter guy. You know what? I'll say Pascal is tied for the most with maybe Chris Bosh and DeMar. Or De- I don't know. Did Demar have a couple? Demar has two. Pascal Demar has two. two. You are does Chris have three? Tied. Chris does not on my leaderboard list, so I don't know if he's ever been. Okay, maybe Kristen. I, I was in. I, I saw were, Chris. And here's I was the like, thing, oh. though. There, there are a lot of there were a lot of power forwards that you know were putting up the twenty tens in those times, right? Like yeah, he was in an era where yeah, team. there were a lot of those guys. Yeah. Um, he, he maybe has one, but he does not have two. Vince Carter, okay. however, does have two apparently. So it's tied with all right. Martin Rosen and Vince Carter for most all NBAs uh, for, for a Raptor player. So there okay. we go. Okay. All right. Well, I was kind of in the ballpark. I gave Chris Bosch way too much credit. Sorry, sorry, uh, CB4. I'm just sticking up for my fellow Chris's. This is what we do. We got like a <laughs> secret society. <laughs> all right. So, so I have to tell you, Pascal Siakam is not in the top 10 for this. He is, in fact, number 11, and that is for three-pointers made. He's just shy by 31. 31 31 three-pointers, and he ties Doug Christie to make it into the top 10. Right. All right. (laughs) Please don't make me list the top 10 three-pointers. I'm not going to make you do that. I mean, but not that name. But I did want to ask you. Sure. Who on this current Raptors team is in the Raptors' top 10 for three-pointers made. Oh, it must be Fred. Fred is actually number two ahead of Mo Pete. Number yeah, well, two, did, just behind Fred. Kyle Lowry. 
Yeah, look, recently. I watched the Raptors games. Just I passed recently. the telecast. He was he moved into number two. Very solid that. number for uh, a guy who went undrafted. You know, uh, at, when it's all said and done, we we write the story about Fred Van Vliet's tenure. The fact that he's that high up and he's going to be moving up in a bunch of other categories as well. Oh, like, oh yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible how many how many of the top ten leaderboards Fred Van Vliet has gotten himself on. It's, mm-hmm. it's impressive. Um, and who is the? There's another current raptor on this list in the top 10 in the top 10 um and it's not pascal which is pascal number 11 pascal's number 11 almost there he should be there halfway through the year maybe i'm gonna give myself it's not gary he wasn't here long enough boucher it is OG Ananobi. Oh, OG. All right. OG I was again these, this Chris love that I'm coming up with. I'm just I I what's the one name I remember? Oh, it's my name. Maybe it's Boucher. Maybe it's Bosch. <laughs> I don't know. OG Ananobi. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he should I be. I appreciate that. You know what my favorite thing about OG isn't just talking about how he's the blue guy. He is 10th all time for Raptors true shooting percentage. So he's just ridiculously efficient. And it's not like he's just getting it underneath the basket like a lot of these, you know, all the guys that are yeah. mentioned here. <laughs> He's also in your top 10 for three points, for three pointers made. So he is just so incredibly efficient no matter where he is scoring from. And I think that that's something that's taken for granted with OG Ananobi. So I wanted to give him a little bit of love there. And top 10 in all of our hearts, OG Ananobi. Shout out Emma Brown on, on Twitter, number one in her heart. But yeah, OG Ananobi, I should have got that. See, I started off so strong and then I just kind of fell to the wayside here i was it's throwing fine. me a bone You'll get here. Back. There's, there's a couple there are a couple more that i'm gonna hate you with there are a couple more <laughs> that i'm gonna hate you with all right we're gonna move to blocks all right because it was you know there, there's some block parties recently so for whatever reason sure. Fred Lee gets credited with quite a few blocks he might find his yeah. on here <laughs> somehow <laughs> some way um but there is a player there is a player who is currently on this raptors team mm-hmm. all right and um, he currently is tied with Pascal Siakam for being top 10, for having the 10th most blocks. Can you name more. who that player is? Couldn't possibly be Fred. It, it's either OG or Chris, I feel. May I, can I go three for three with like the, these whiffs on the Chris? Is it, is it Boucher? It is Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher and Pascal Siakam are tied for 10th. Now, here's the thing. Both of them are just two blocks shy of overtaking Tracy McGrady and five blocks shy of overtaking Serge Ibaka. Tracy McGrady had that many blocks? I have no idea how he's on this list with 278. I don't know. I don't get it. Is he slipping a 20 to the guys in basketball reference? I don't buy that for a second. Well, I also don't remember much of like the late 90s. (laughs) But like... Still, it was confusing to me. Uh, like some of these other names, like Chris Bosch, Amir Johnson, Jonas Valanciunas. I guess yeah. I was like Tracy McGrady, really guys, really. Um, but but yeah, so both of them have the ability to to leap into the top seven, overtaking Serge Ibaka, Tracy McGrady by American Thanksgiving. So that'll be fun to watch. Christian Coloco will everybody. pass them both. You know, I'm also doing shout out to my Twitter because I'm also doing the Christian Coloco all time blocks list. And boy, is that a pain in the butt <laughs> when I have to say he's passing like 11 guys every time he gets a single rejection, and I have to it's write amazing. down all these names. Shout out Masio Bastion and shout out uh, <laughs> Aaron, whatever. God, it was it was rough. A lot of typing uh, going on at this household. All right, we got two more. Two more left. Mm. One is NBA wide. I want to open this up. Sure. 
Who do you think is leading the league in steals currently? Ooh, in steals. In Ooh, steals. God. I need to sh- check out uh, Bleacher Report and all these apps for the stats. I don't even have a good guess. Is it? Is it? No, I couldn't. OG must be up there. Is OG up there? He's not leading the league, is he? There's no way OG he's leading the league. OG and Fred Van Vliet are leading the league in steals per game. Really? That's news. Good for them. Atta boy. Yeah, see, I know you're not going to ask me like this generic NBA question. This is the Toronto Raptors podcast. I'm on. I'm on to you. (laughs) (laughs) And and the last one, I was just sort of finding, trying to find obscure ones. And I was like, biggest find in Raptors history. What would that be? And I I don't know. uh, This is from Sports Track. uh, So shout out to them. I I was trying to filter through my team and it was. Do you know who's number one on that list according to them? And what and what list is this? Sorry. This is the biggest fine. And this is the biggest fine in Raptors history. In Raptors history? Oh my goodness. Who did I, something stupid? Um like the first whenever like I think of someone doing like stupid during a game and it's not even like a good example I always think of like Matt Bonner and Kevin Garnett getting into like that little (laughs) scuffle and that brouhaha and then he walks off the court and he's like posing to the fans like a wrestler but I'm like you didn't get fined for that that's dumb um I don't know did did Sam Mitchell get fined for getting into it with Vince I don't know I I don't even have a good guess for this what is the biggest fight here's the thing that coach fight came out into the news way after we don't really know but according to sports track it was pascal siakam in the tampa year going at big nurse which is an alleged fine because the raptors have said that that didn't happen but they said fifty thousand dollars for that um and and it was so funny because i was going through the fines and there were so many that was like kyle lowry technicals four thousand kyle lowry technicals (laughs) 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 which is really great that his name just kept popping up there but i thought that would be kind of a fun one to close it out on because not a real fine and our guys are perfect and things have come so far from that Tampa season when people thought we were failing out um you know it's 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 a great time the vibes are great today was a great episode thank you so much Chris for joining me please tell everybody where they can find you Find me on Twitter at Walder Sports uh, until Elon Musk shuts down the entire app. I'm going to continue doing the Scotty Barnes all-time scoring list and Christian Coloco all-time blocks list Ooh, uh, tweets. So follow me along the way. The Walder Sportscast, I'm getting married in December, but the Walder Sportscast will be returning at the start of the new year. I'm looking forward to getting more interviews. Amon, you've been on a couple of times. I hope to have you back on in the future. And seriously, shout out to Yahoo Sports Canada. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm always honored to be a part. You were great. You're always great. I say you have the best voice in this game. I do believe that. Congratulations on getting married. And um, I hope to have you on again soon. Peace out.
All right. And thanks everybody for watching. Once again, subscribe, share, like, comment. You guys know the deal. Peace out. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.